0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of Instructions Not Included. I am your host and podcast creator, Ian. Did you like this intro song? No, I did not write it. I uh, made an attempt to record some music the other day, and every artist's biggest critic is themselves, are themselves, so I scrapped it. I'm still working on it, but this is a royalty-free song. It'll work for now. Why not? Something something to add in there. We'll see if I stick with it. Who knows? But welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. If you're a new listener or a seasoned listener, this is a podcast by a dad for dads or parents in general. doesn't matter. And today, we're talking about uh, potty training, something my wife and I started several weeks back for our child, who is three, our son. And uh, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been fairly successful, in my opinion, uh, in regards to some of the horror stories that I've heard from other people. I think we're doing, we're doing quite well. We're still not fully there yet, but we're working on it. We, uh, we decided to choose a weekend not too long ago. And keep in mind, I'm still healing from my injury. I uh, explained that in the previous episodes, called The Accident. So we figured, hey, you know, I'm home now and I'm mostly healed to where I can function. But we picked a weekend anyway to start this and it was, it's still going on and it it was, it was great. And what we ended up doing, it was like cold turkey. We're like, okay, we're throwing away all your diapers and we're going at it. And from what I've been told, boys are typically harder to get potty trained than girls. I have not personally experienced this because we don't have a daughter yet. So from what I've experienced is just through the from my son and in my opinion it wasn't and it's not that difficult. Frustrating, yes. uh for him, for us at times, but overall the potty training experience at least in the beginning uh, was not that terrible. At all. So what we ended up doing was, like I said, we we tossed all the diapers and we went totally cold turkey. And we're like, and he he ran around naked <laughs> for like the whole weekend, no pants on, just a shirt. And we ended up buying this uh this pad type thing that people use for like like when they go to bed and they're, you're potty training and you know they can just lay on it. It's almost like a gigantic uh, pee pad for humans, though, little humans. And I think you can get it for like 25 bucks on on Amazon. And when he sat on the couch, like I was playing Xbox, and he would sit on the couch, and he would sit on this pad. It has like a bunch of dinosaurs on it. So we're like, okay, remember, you got to sit on your dinosaurs. And how we did this was every hour on the hour, we had like a timer going. We'll be like, okay, it's potty break time. And he went on his potty, and he would go. And then we had like this little sticker chart thing. Like every time he went... He get a little he gets a little sticker and the sticker would it leads on this little trail all the way up there's like 20 of them and once he hits 20 he gets a, he gets a prize so it was kind of like a like a prompt type thing a reward system uh, that we started and he was really digging that and you know we'd we were filling it up like 10 11 times a day so yeah every hour on the hour and then like in between I was doing it like every 15 minutes I would say hey do you, do you need to go potty? do you need to go to the restroom do you need to go to the bathroom? And he'd either say yes or no. And obviously when he would say yes, we encourage him, okay, get up, go to your potty. And he would go on and sit on it. Now, the peeing part, uh, we got down pretty quick. I'd say Um, there are some slip ups every now and then still Uh, mainly it happens at when he's at daycare because they do things like a little, a little different. And I'll kind of explain that uh, later. It's, it's not like a conflicting thing. And we're actually trying to pick up their method, their style of doing it so we can implement it at home so there's still some kind of consistency. Um, but, yeah, the peeing wasn't too bad. Like I said, slip-ups every now and then. I think that first weekend, uh, I think there was, like, two accidents that he ended up having that first day. And after that, there hasn't really been much. Like, maybe for are playing outside for a while and, like, I forget to ask him um it'll happen so the the issue we're still having is like when his body he needs to recognize like when his body tells him i gotta go okay there's only been a handful of times where he's just like oh i gotta go and he'll go and sit down uh which obviously is the ultimate end goal but uh yeah peeing wasn't too bad now the pooping part (laughs) that's (laughs) i think where it gets difficult uh we've had a handful of accidents involving poop where he he didn't exactly you know give us that look and once you get to know your kids when especially when they start walking like when they get really quiet there's little there's like little uh indicators that you'll recognize in your child when they have to go poop and atlas likes to kind of run off on his own and be quiet or he'll uh, he'll pace. <laughs> so it's hard, you know, especially being a parent, if you're cleaning or watching some TV or having some you time with the kid running around, it's hard to, uh, to kind of see that at times. Um, but the one success so far that we've had was not too long ago, a couple of days ago. And we were playing with us hot wheel cars in the living room and He got quiet. So I was like, okay, this, this might be it. So I I, I sat on the couch. He got quiet. He kind of doing his own thing and he gets up and he starts like, he was walking around the hot wheels. We have all the tracks and buildings set up. He's like walking around and I look at him and I was like, do you need to poop? And at first he was like, no, I'm like, okay. But if you feel like you need to poop, if your tummy hurts, your potty's right there. And we had it pretty close by. So he does one more lap around the Hot Wheels, and uh, and I'm and I'm watching TV at this point. I'm kind of like looking at him at the corner of my eye. I don't want to give him like too much attention, right? You put the spotlight on him, and then boom, you lose. So I'm just like watching. I'm watching, and then he goes, and he sits down, and, and I'm like, are you pooping? And he doesn't say anything. He just kind of nods. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh he's got the concentration face on (laughs) like I get up and there's like a little bit in, in the potty. And I was like, good job, man. Now just, just sit there. If you're, when you're done, you let dad know. He's like, okay. And then like, I sit back down and he looks at me and he's just like, (laughs) he's fucking going right. He's going right in front of me. And I'm I'm not trying to, I'm I'm trying to smile and like celebrate at the same time, but I don't want to make it like this huge thing yet until he's done. So I'm just sitting there and yeah, it's, it's starting to stink. And then he's on there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I, I look over, I'm like, are you all done? And he's like, yeah. And then my wife, you know, she, I think she was taking a shower. So she got out of the shower and I was like, babe, there's a, uh, a present for you waiting in Atlas's potty. <laughs> and she comes over and then I get up at the same time. And I look at this thing, <laughs> it's, it is a grown ass adult human shit (laughs) and it's weird uh seeing it in turd mode you know because like your your kids are in diapers for the first few years of their life so you're always used to it like mushed you know very very rare do you get like a (laughs) full-on adult turd and and so now I'm like looking at him. And I was like, "Holy cow! Like he's he's ready for college. <laughs> he's he's ready to go to college. He's ready to go into business and and start his career now. Like this is a this is a milestone in history. So this was a uh, a gigantic turd. And of course we we celebrated. We're like, "Heck yeah! Good job, man!" And he got a sticker. And I have a rule where he gets a new Hot Wheels car if he poops in the potty. And I have, like, a stash of, like, 50 of them because Target had this sale on <clears throat> on Hot Wheels. And they had this one where it was, like, you get 50 in a pack. I think it was, like, 50 or 60 bucks, but they had it on clearance for $17. So, it was, like, <clears throat> equates, like, 38 cents a car. So, I have a box full of them still stashed for these moments. And so, he got his Hot Wheel car. He was all happy. And that was like the last time he's pooped in the toilet. Uh, He's had several accidents at school. And this is where they're doing uh, things kind of different, which I don't mind. And like I said, we're trying to adapt their methods. So what we didn't do was we didn't really have any way of teaching him to, to learn about the indications of when he has to go. So like when his body tells him he has to. So what they're doing is you know, when your body tells you you have to go pee, then, you know, you put your pee in the potty or when your body tells you you have to go poop. So they're trying to get him to recognize those feelings of when to go, which makes sense. It'll train him to go when, you know, he feels like he needs to and it, it doesn't have to boil down to us making him do it every hour on the hour or constantly asking him. So we've adapted their method while at the same time kind of doing ours. So we'll ask him, you know, what does your body tell you? Does your body tell you you need to go pee? So it's, I think that's a little bit more frustrating and slower, obviously. Uh, it's a good method on their part. And, you know, we're learning. And that's no shame in it. And he's, def, he's had more accidents at school. So we're sending him to, to school with, like, extra underpants, with extra socks, extra everything from the waist down <laughs> that's going to get uh, blown to shit pun intended when he poops his pants. So yeah, we're getting, we're getting dirty clothes back just about every day. Cause he is having accidents. Um, and this, this is now the battlefield. This is the work in progress, but we're making good progress. Uh, he's still going to bed at night with like his nighttime diapers. Uh, we're going to gradually start introducing that here soon. Once I think we get, you know, a 95% success rate uh, when he's awake during the day in regards to potting. And then I think we're going to slowly introduce that. Uh, my wife's the expert in all this. I think she does more of the reading, like how to, what not to do uh, <laughs> kind of things. So I got to commend her on that because I would be totally lost uh, if it wasn't for her. I, I'm i sure I would be able to refer to the internet as well, but she's part of these awesome mom groups on Facebook and she's constantly reading this stuff. So I'm, I am just the extra helper that does what I'm told and everything's going great. So, that's that's pretty much at the point where we're at in regards to the whole potty training thing. So, if you haven't taken that leap yet, you know, you're obviously welcome to try the methods we're using. If you're reading different methods, try them out, but like I said, uh, you know, just to sum things up on this particular topic, we said you're all done with diapers. No more while you're awake. He's running around naked at the start. (laughs) Um, We put him on a pee pad wherever he's sitting, whether he's watching a show or just in case if it just happens. And then every hour on the hour, set a timer on your phone and say, "Okay, break time, let's go potty." And then you you make sure he/she goes. On the potty. And then in between every 15, 30 minutes, like I did, I, always, I would always just ask, kind of keeping it um, fresh in their mind. Like, hey, do you need to go potty now? Nope. Okay. And then that's it. So good luck with that. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions or want to tell me a, maybe a different method. Maybe it was more successful. Maybe you have five, six, seven kids, and you're a fairly seasoned veteran. I'm always open for suggestions, whether it be trying it on my own child or sharing these ideas on the show. So don't be afraid to do that. Up next, I wanted to throw a shout-out to my dad and also my Uncle Steve uh, for helping me fill my freezer with about 300 pounds of moose meat. (laughs) So I am good to go for a while. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on a previous episode, but now that all the meat is processed and nice and frozen and we've been eating it for about two weeks now, uh, I can just get more into depth on how this happens. So obviously we live in Alaska and September is moose hunting season. And I was lucky enough to have a dad that went out hunting with a friend of his. He goes hunting every year and my dad is the ultimate expert at moose hunting let me tell you so he and a friend of his Chris went out hunting and I got a phone call a few days later after some technical difficulties on their part when they were hunting they had a broken eight-wheel Argo and they had to drive all the way back and swap it out with their side by side it's it's typical uh, things that happen amongst my family when we go out and adventures or do anything, right? I guess every family member or every, every family has their own little things that happen. Everyone is a Griswold. I'll just put it that way. Everyone has their Griswold moments. (laughs) And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch all the National Lampoon, Christmas Vacation, uh, anything with uh, Chevy Chase, National Lampoon series, and you'll know what we're talking about. But anyways, my dad and a friend of his went hunting uh, several hours north of where we live. And I got a phone call a few days later. They got a moose for me. So I made the two hour, three hour trek with my uncle to pick up the moose that was already quartered and whatnot. Uh, The reason why we went out there and picked it up is because my dad and his friend were going to spend about another week hunting. And that moose meat has a limited amount of time where you can leave it hanging and it needs to be, you know, cut up and processed. So uncle and I went out there, grabbed the moose, loaded it up. Uh, At the time, due to my injury going on, I couldn't lift anything. So I was just the driver, uncle tagged along. And it's been probably 22 years (laughs) since I've killed a moose and quartered it and helped my dad process it. So uh, my uncle was there to give me a nice refresher on how to do so. So we loaded up the moose meat, turned around, drove back, went to his place. He's on about 70 acres or so and nice nice property and we hung the moose meat to hang and dry for about another 24 hours it was already uh hanging at my dad's camp for i think two or three days so let it hang for a little bit i had a list of supplies to get gathered everything up uh the next day and the day after so yeah hung for about 48 hours i think I can't remember Went out to my uncle's house, and between the two of us and his friend Daryl who showed up, we you know cut all the fat off, diced everything up, determined what was going to be a roast, what was going to be uh, ground moose meat. And then my uncle had a friend that shared a little motorized grinder, which saved us hours of work, by the way, because hand grinding an entire moose <laughs> would take days. Uh, so we had this little motorized commercial grade one, and I walked away with about 150 pounds of ground moose meat and roughly 150 pounds of roasts. And let me tell you, if you haven't had moose meat before, it is some of the best tasting meat you will ever have in your life. Now we mixed, uh, beef suet and pork suet. So I have like a 85, 15 ratio in regards to the ground moose meat. Moose meat can uh, taste a little gamey. Some folks like that. Some folks don't. Um, I don't mind either way. I do enjoy, you know, a good 85-15 ground beef. So that's kind of what we did anyway. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I'm staring at my chest freezer right now. It is about 70-80% full. And I think... If my wife and I and my child only ate like two pounds a week or so, I think we have like two years uh, worth of meat. We'll go through this in probably six to eight months for as much as we do eat. Um, but that's a, I'm happy. So once again, shout out to my awesome dad and my uncle and Daryl for helping this process. I'm super excited. You know, I wish, I wish y'all were here. I'd, I'd totally lend you some, I'd, I'd cook you a, Cook you a roast. Or make you some uh some moose tacos, huh? Some moose meat tacos. Yeah, baby. But another thing uh why this is awesome is because now our grocery bill, huh, is uh significantly reduced in regards to you know, the meat we buy. So if we're still buying chicken. Uh we still buy I think that's it now. Yeah, that's all we're getting is chicken. Uh pork, obviously. But uh, in regards to the ground meat, you know, we don't, we don't have to buy it anymore for like six to eight months. And it makes a huge difference, a massive difference. Uh, If any, anyone that hunts, that listens to this show knows when you fill your freezer, you know, your, your grocery list uh, drops, your grocery bill (laughs) drops significantly. So that's another thing I'm excited about. Uh, I did an episode last season about like finances and bills. And I'm always trying to find ways to reduce overhead, uh, to reduce costs because you know nowadays, unless you're making a shitload of money, um, you gotta you gotta start figuring it out. You gotta start paying attention to that. I guess it's a it's a good thing to always uh, pay attention to your bills. Obviously, it is, but nowadays, it's even it's even more important. So that's that's nice. But speaking of September. That means Halloween is right around the corner, which is my wife and I's favorite holiday next to Christmas. And yes, I have my Halloween decorations out already. I've had them out since like September 1st. Don't hate. Don't hate. We're just getting into the season, man. We're actually ready for Christmas music. My wife and I were talking the other day. We're like, you know, is it a is it a sin? Is it a is it a bad omen to start listening to Christmas music now? And I think this started because Going through TikTok feeds, people, there's like this lady who does this Christmas thing where she's brewing like a nice cup of hot chocolate next to a fire and she has like Christmas music playing and she does this year round. This is her content and it just showed up in my feed. I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I'm kind of ready for it. And it's funny because I'm I'm ready for Christmas, but then I, I know like when Christmas is here and all the holiday shit's going on, I'll be like, okay, I'm ready for it to be done. I'm ready to wait a year. But right now, yes, Halloween decorations are out. We are trying to figure out what we're going to be for Halloween. Not sure what my wife wants to be. My son says he wants to be, are you guys ready? He wants to be a car. Huh? He wants to be a car. Yep. I know exactly how I'm going to do it. Uh, (laughs) One time when I was a kid, I wanted to be an aircraft carrier. Yep. I said it. I wanted to be an aircraft carrier. So my dad being the awesome dad that he is a, he took some cardboard and he made this big ass aircraft carrier with a gigantic hole in the middle of it through the deck. And then he rigged up this suspender system to where I stepped through that hole and it, it connected to my suspenders. And I walked around and I was an aircraft carrier and he, he, He tied little airplanes on it, little F-14s and whatnot. I was a huge Top Gun fan. And it was all painted gray, and he put the stripes on the runway, and he had the little control tower and all that stuff. And he got me a hat. I can't remember what it said, but I think it said like you know, Navy on it or or USS something. I don't know. So I wore the hat, and so I think that's what I'm going to do for my son. Now I'm going to give it a few weeks. Cause I'm going to keep asking him, what do you want to be for Halloween? What do you want to be for Halloween? You know, toddler's minds, they change at light year speed. So I'm going to make sure that's what he wants to be. If he wants to be a car, I'm going to find some cardboard and I'm going to make a pattern and I'm going to cut out either a truck or a car like shape body. I asked my dad, like, how did you rig that up? And I don't, I don't think he remembers right off the bat. He, he might. So I might actually have him assist, get, get grandpa to assist on this. And so I'll cut out a car. I'll piece it all together to make it all like, you know, 3D-like. And then we'll paint it. Maybe I'll do Lightning McQueen uh, because he's a huge Lightning McQueen fan. I don't know. You know, Disney's pretty sensitive on that kind of stuff and will probably sue me even though I won't be using money or making money off of it. Uh, That's just a little jab at Disney just because they're greedy bastards. But he likes Lightning McQueen, so maybe we'll do Lightning McQueen. Maybe I'll do a monster truck. Maybe I'll do... Tomater, huh? We'll do Tomater. We'll see. I'll ask him. Like I said, every few, I'm giving him a few weeks asking me what, what he wants to be for Halloween. Just about every day, and if he consistently says car, then I'll be like, okay, what car do you want to be? And then so we'll cut it out, we'll rig it up, and he'll be a car for Halloween. Now, what I think I'm going to be, and I think I might drop a couple hundred bucks on this, but I want to be a Roman soldier, and not just any Roman soldier. I want to be Russell Crowe's character at the beginning of Gladiator when they're fighting Germania and he's got like that that wolf cloak thing on over his shoulders and so yeah I got a list saved of like authentic looking Roman armor. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to drop like 500 bucks on this costume just for a night and just have it. And then I'll build like a little thing to where all the armor can just sit on cuz I'm a nerd that way and I'll just have it in my garage, you know, save it for a rainy day. When the apocalypse comes and I need some armor to fight against the zombies, I'll have it. I'll have it with, you know, my 2,000 rounds, give or take a couple hundred, Uh 556. Five, and yeah, I'm liking this look already, right? Roman armor with my AR and loaded to the brim. Let's do it. Last but not least, uh, we're trying to go on a vacation here soon. <laughs> I think we're well overdue for it, especially my ass sure as hell is well overdue for a vacation. Um, I've been out of work about two months now due to my injury. I've got a few weeks left before I go back. I think, I think she'll, uh, the doctor will sign me off on light duty here, here on my next appointment. Um, but I am ready for laying in the sun <laughs> or somewhere warm, Uh, you know, I've been, I've been keeping busy around the house now. Um, I'm I'm still limited on what I can lift. You know, I don't want to blow my cheekbone out again. So yeah, I mentally wife and I are ready for a vacation. Obviously the kiddo's going to come. We're looking at potentially Maui. Uh, we were going to go to Maui at the beginning of September, but then again, had my accident. I'm kind of glad I didn't pull the trigger on on those tickets and then you also had the lahaina fires which you know i would have felt bad if i was vacationing in maui during that time granted i would have loved to help i have family that lost homes in lahaina and it's just absolutely terrible it's my mother's childhood home so absolutely terrible uh, there's still family struggling there and you know we we do want to go visit i have other family that lives on the other side of the island as well so it's not all doom and gloom in the entire area of maui just you know side note if you're heading out there keep away from lahaina everywhere everywhere else is open so we're we're thinking about going there we're also thinking about you know just being spontaneous and maybe going to like arizona and spending like you know four or five days there i've never been to arizona neither has my wife and neither has my son so that might work out um i think we're gonna do montana in april to visit my sister who is due her first child. She and her husband, I think they're due in April and March. So that'll be fun. I'm going to be an uncle again. Hell yeah. They're having a baby boy who's going to be a firefighter, by the way. Not a cop. If you know, you know. (laughs) So yeah, we're looking at uh, prices for vacationing. Everything's just so fucking expensive. But I told myself years ago, no matter how expensive... If it's needed, it's needed, and we're going to go. And I'm not going to have any of that shit hold me back, hold us back, because traveling and vacationing, I believe, for most people, is one of the biggest medications you can take (laughs) in regards to your mental health and mental sanity and just enjoying life and taking a break from things because everyone deserves it and everyone needs one. So I think within the next month or two, we will make our – Decision on where we're going and then we're just going to pull the trigger and go. And then somewhere between Maui and Montana, my wife and I, for a weekend, are probably going to go to Vegas because I have never been to Vegas, believe it or not. Uh, I'm excited for that. You know, we're just going to do a weekend. I already know anything longer than the weekends weekend is probably going to drive me insane because I do not like big cities. I personally don't believe that humans should be living so fucking close to one another. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense to me not to have a lawn either. And whatever, man, is what it is. If you're a city person, you're a city person. More power to you. But I prefer minimum two acres. I like mowing my lawn. I like having property. I like not having a neighbor that I can just look straight into their living room window and they can look in the mine and totally see me naked. Uh, you know, it's a surprise for them, <laughs> but I'd like to walk around naked in my house and not have to worry about neighbors seeing me. So that's where I like to live, where I live. Uh, like I said, not a city person, but I'll go visit. You know, one of these days I'm going to visit New York uh, only to see the 9-11 Memorial, pay my respects, and get a pizza. That's about it. It's all my interest in for New York. I already know I'm going to hate it. I already know <laughs> it's going to smell like shit. Um, But you got to try everything once, right? I'm not going to uh, limit myself on where we're going to go, so... And then the big the big vacation that I am saving my American Express points for is going to be Europe. It's been over 10 years since I've been to Europe, and I would love to take my family there. I know my wife is going to want to go to the Disney Resort, if that's what you want to call it, in Paris. We'll go there for a couple days. Just check that bucket list for her. And then go around. You know, Germany, Austria... I kind of want to do Italy and Sicily, but that's going to be like a whole nother trip. So maybe this trip will be that Italian, Sicilian type thing, and we'll just avoid Germany and France all, in, all in together. I don't know. We'll see. It's on the back burner, but that burner is getting hot. It's getting close. So that's all I got for you guys today. Did a little multi-topic type thing. Uh, we'll get these episodes rolling. First episode dropped on September 22nd. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Love you guys. Bye.